Welcome to the MTM Vegas Podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. We had a lot of Vegas stuff to go over this week, including a recap of EDC, cool view from the sky, plus crazy amounts of money that were spent there, drug culture, everything else will go over it all. Plus, the new Cirque show, Mad Apple, has opened at New York, New York. What are the reviews of it? Then we're going to talk about how you can experience vintage Vegas still, the things you should do and the places you should go, plus the tactics that casinos use to take your money. Some of these are true. Some of them might not be. We'll go over all of them. Plus, Aria's Buffet is going away. What's going to replace it? A magician is coming to Resorts World. A new residency announced. A petition to save Mirage's volcano. So much to go over. Stick around. But first, if you like this show, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us in any podcast app. Just search Miles to Memories or MTM Vegas. We love five-star reviews if you're on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash Miles to Memories. All right, we have so much to discuss. Let's hit it. So, Mark, uh, did you see that TikTok where first it starts by looking at the Cosmos pool, which is kind of, you know, a little busy, but it's perfectly clean and clear. And then it pans to their day club pool, which is, I don't know, kind of brownish, yellowish, <laughs> hazy for sure, packed full of like, it looks like men, like wall to wall, as you like to say, a sausage fest. But man, did that just look nasty or what? I don't understand the day clubs. I really, I mean, it doesn't look like an enjoyable experience at all. Like, I want to go to the pool to relax. If I want to, you know, drink and party, I'm going to go to a club club. I'm not going to just go stand in a pool piss uh, with a whole bunch of random people, mostly older men, <laughs> and, and drink and bake in the sun. Like I don't, I, I've never seen the the draw to them. I know they're busy, but maybe if you had like a cabana stuff and you're kind of private, but then you're spending all that money. What's the point? I don't know. I'm sure a lot of that was suntan, but there's definitely some pee in there. Yeah, I mean, you just—it's funny because you do see the clear pool, and then you see this, and yeah, I—I you know maybe day clubs are fun. Maybe standing in a pool shoulder to shoulder with other people is fun, but standing in a hazy pool full of, you know, men that are probably like you say peeing in it—not uh, my uh, cup of tea. But uh, come on, women, old, so. women pee in it too. Let's be honest. All right, Mark. So uh, let's talk about the big story of the week, and that's EDC, uh, the Electric Daisy Carnival. And we talked last week about crazy prices. Uh, for the uh, Lovers and Friends Festival. We'll talk about prices at EDC as well. But let's start with like the coolest way to get to EDC. One of the neatest things about it is it's at the Speedway, which is kind of way north of town, but they have a lot of really cool things like carnival rides and all kinds of cool lighting packages at night. And the coolest way to get there is Maverick Helicopters. Apparently, I don't know what the price is. This isn't a plug for them, but they will give you a ride from the Strip all the way out to the Speedway. You get that beautiful view at night. Uh, it looks amazing, I will say, at night. So uh, good for Maverick Helicopters. It probably costs a serious amount of money, though. Yeah, I would imagine something like three, four, five hundred dollars something like that. Um, you know, like Blade does it in New York City to the airport from New York, and it's, I think it's around three, four hundred bucks. So I would guess it's in that price range. And I didn't even realize those people riding to EDC when I saw the video at first. I thought it was just Maverick Hel- Helicopters doing a tour, and they're like, oh, let's take a video of this. But yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, from from up above, probably because you can't see how cram packed people are. Uh, you know, even like the stage area looked like it was full of people, but then there's so much all around it that looks really awesome. All right, so let's break down this receipt from EDC that's been going around the interwebs. Uh, somebody spent what was it, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars before taxes and fees, one hundred and sixty-seven thousand after taxes and fees. 
Uh, I don't even know where to start. The funniest thing on it, though, is it says the unmet minimum was $30 on a $120,000 tab. So they just jacked it to them. A 9% admin fee. Of course, a mandatory 20% service charge. Somebody's got some serious money to blow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like the water was like 75 bucks <laughs> for a bucket of $5 yeah. water. Which we've seen at like even like the day clubs and stuff. That's pretty normal. That and Red Bull, but the amount of tequila bottles they were buying, and we've talked about the Azul tequila on previous shows, and my buddy's big into it. But nineteen hundred dollars for a three hundred dollar bottle—that's uh, that's pretty crazy. And then they like their—I uh, think Rosé wasn't there. Like Aces, Aces something. There's like four different kinds of it, and it just kept getting pricier and pricier. I wonder if it started like, hey, let's start with the cheap bottle, and then we worked our way, oh, we're drunk, let's get the $15,000 bottle. Like, is that how it progressed? <laughs> well, it's weird, because the Ace of Spades Rosé is, I imagine the regular 750 ml bottle was 3200 and they had two of those. Then they got a one and a half liter bottle, so it's twice the size, but that was $7,500, so it was more than twice the price. So they got kind of screwed That's on that. They should Vegas, have got... Vegas math there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah, they had the other rosés. Uh, yeah, you had all kinds of stuff. At least the Red Bull buckets were the same price as the water buckets. So I think they, they did them a favor. Yeah, why hydrate? Just uh, get, get some... Re- but no, like a 9% administration fee. What did you administrate? Like, it's like a $10,000 fee for doing what? Printing this receipt? Like, I... <laughs> I don't know. If you're willing to spend that kind of money on on that booze, though, maybe you deserve to have to pay a nine percent administrative. It's a it's a DB tax or what? Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) But like, where is this at? Do they have like bars and stuff in EDC like set up that people are spending all this? I don't know. Like, are they getting it delivered to their tent? I just wonder like what the scene was like uh, for this bill to get run up. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't, I'm imagining it's some sort of bottle service and, and you know, you, you have to buy it in order to, to have it there. But I don't know what the, the circumstances are with it. Um, obviously, EDC is well known for drugs. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a tweet from the this uh, taxi driver I follow on Twitter saying this is the one time of year where taxi drivers get their drugs from their people they're giving rides to instead of vice versa, which was a good thing. There was a lot of cases on Twitter of people saying that they had their drugs were laced with fentanyl and they had fentanyl test strips. So to take it down to like a serious note, it's kind of kind of crazy in these times, you know, with so many overdoses and stuff like that. But uh, nothing seemingly happened. I didn't see anything in the news like about overdoses. So good news there. It seemed like it went off pretty much without a hitch, which it has uh, for many years now. Yeah, just like a funny side story. My dad just told me he had to fire somebody because they were doing drug tests at work and and uh, he's like, and the guy's like, I, you know, I smoke weed. And he's like, we don't, we don't test for marijuana. And then it comes back positive for cocaine. And he's like, uh, where'd you get that marijuana from? He's like, my buddy gave it to me. He's like, well, I think he was lacing it. He's like, oh, I just thought it was really good stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Poor guy. Well, who knows if he's really telling the truth, though? Because yeah, who's going to yeah. admit to that? But that's, uh, yeah, it's crazy these days. So there was all kinds of people offering fentanyl test strips to other people and not my world, but uh, glad that people are being safe at least. I've always wanted to do EDC. I obviously like rides. They have rides there. The colors always look really cool. I always just felt a little bit too old by the time it came. And I still feel that way. Like I would love to go there, but I feel like I'd be over it in about 15 minutes. Not to mention all the crazy prices for everything. Would you just wear suspenders (laughs) and and that's it? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Mark. I'll do that if you do that. We'll, we'll go together. <laughs> but we've talked about like the people watching and how cool it is to kind of see the young people on the strip. And, you know, there's a lot of complaints. They don't spend a whole lot of money outside of EDC. But 
I feel like it'd just be a cool experience, but then, like I said, I feel like I'd be an old grumpy man within about like 20 minutes. Yeah, I could walk around for like an hour or two and just see everything and then be done with it. But with prices like that for booze, I, I would be broke in a matter of minutes. So uh, I definitely, <laughs> you know, I'm tempted to go check it out one time just to be a part of it, but I hate lines and, and to get out there and back is probably a big hassle with buses and everything. So, you know, it, okay, we'll do the chopper in. We'll hang out for an hour. Yeah, we'll Maverick Helicopters, sounds, we're waiting for the sponsorship to so, call us up. We'll, sounds we'll like there. a good good use of money. Let's blow like 1500 bucks in two hours and just uh, go check it out. I have uh, taken a Maverick Helicopters on a strip tour, which was awesome back in the day. I, I used to, well, I do know. I know the guy who uh, runs it, uh, but I don't know him all that well. But yeah, I did, did that back in the day. Really loved Maverick Helicopters. So if you ever get a chance, and again, that's not sponsored or anything. They just, uh, they've been around forever and they do a good job. I know they, I think they used to be like in my Vegas where you could get like discounts and stuff from playing that game. I don't know if they're still in there. I haven't checked that game in forever, but that was like a good way to do it on the cheap or check Groupon and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, the new Cirque show and a lot of other stuff coming up. We did want to talk about one of the better credit card offers that's been around the 80,000 point Chase Sapphire preferred offer. People are interested in that really kind of valuable points and uh, you can transfer them to Hyatt, which you could use for MGM, although not always the best value, but I'm going to put a link in the description to our whole review of that, plus the link to the offer and it expires on the 31st of May. So they just announced that. So we wanted to make sure people know uh, that that's going to be expiring soon and uh, check it out if you're interested. Yeah. It's worth, you know, 80,000 points is worth 800 bucks in cash, you know, a thousand bucks through their portal, and then you can transfer to United uh, Southwest, all that stuff. So you can get, you know, you can get a Vegas trip out of it for sure, or cash for a Vegas trip, depending on how you want to use the points. Best to transfer to partners and book that way. You get a little bit more, but you can go through the portal and use it for a thousand bucks for flights and hotels as well. So a lot of good stuff. Only for ninety-five buck annual fee. Good earning rates. Check it out. Yeah, all the information down in the description. All right, so let's talk about Mad Apple. That's New York, New York's new Cirque show. Of course, uh, their old show. Zumanity closed uh, with COVID. It never reopened. That was more of an adult kind of Cirque show. Some nudity. It was the one that really was sort of the uh, the adult version of Cirque. And now they're doing a very hip, modern version of Cirque. Some of the reviews are coming out there positive. I was on TikTok kind of looking at some of the people who went to previews because it's opening up this week. I have a good friend who went and said it was really good. Uh, had a lot of uh, comedy in it and sort of felt like a modern version of Cirque. Said he would be willing to go over and over again. There's a lot of improvisation, stuff like that. There's the guy doing like helicopter kicks and there's a lot of traditional Cirque stuff too from the videos we saw. What do you think? Yeah, it seems more like in the realm of the Absinthe show where it's got some acrobatic stuff and then, you know, people talking, singing, I think I saw uh, that they do in there and and jokes and all that kind of stuff. So more of like an all-inclusive environment. They got a little bit of every type of show to keep people going. So, And I think Absinthe was the first to really kick that off in Vegas. So I think you'll see more and more shows go to that because it's been so popular. So that's kind of the, the feel I get, which is good. I mean, Cirque's great. I've been to a couple of Cirque shows, but it, it just gets old. It's like the same thing kind of over and over. So it gets a little bit old. So I could see this being uh, something that people would like more. Yeah. And there seems to be some hip hop in it. So kind of just an updated version. You will still see some Cirque-like tricks from what, from what I've seen in the videos. So it's not going to feel like foreign to people who like Cirque. So it's good to see them trying something new. We'll see if it's successful. There's still a lot of Cirque shows on the strip. So uh, wishing them the best of luck as they open it. Now let's uh, go into the TikTok section of the show and talk about a couple TikToks I saw. First off, I found one that said how to experience vintage Vegas. And 
I don't know. I thought this was really good. Really good advice. So we'll go through it. Uh, I don't first know. Is, does anybody does anybody want to stay at El Cortez? <laughs> okay, but you know we're talking about vintage Vegas and El Cortez's room. You know it's not the fanciest place. We've talked about that, but it is definitely vintage. You know, dates back to like the 40s, I think. They card you if you're uh, over, if you look like you're under 70 <laughs> to get in. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so after staying at El Cortez, the other thing that was suggested, go to the Arts District, buy some vintage antique stuff. There's a lot of antique stores there. That area has been very gentrified. We had a meetup there uh, last year and uh, we really like it. I know you liked some of the bars we went to there. One bar that this person mentioned is Velveteen Rabbit which I didn't actually know about. I hadn't been there. It's right next to Casa Don Juan, which is a Mexican restaurant we talk about a lot. It looks really cool. I looked at some of the pictures there. So stay at El Cortez, go to the Arts District, stop at Velveteen Rabbit. You made it three quarters of the way through the day. I think that's pretty good advice to start. Yeah, I think that's solid. I would probably say stay at Golden Gate. Uh, it's a cooler vibe, and that's the actual oldest uh, hotel in well, the oldest hotel still open in in Vegas. So I would say I would maybe switch to that a bit. I have stayed at uh, El Cortez Cabana Suites, which is like across the street from the main hotel, and we went there when it was you know newer and and just had opened, and they were it, it was like lower end finishes, but it was a nice like Miami type of feel. Uh, there was hairs all over my. My bad, but we rolled with it. Uh, so, yeah, I would say Golden Gate. Golden Gate, I love gambling at, so I've got kind of a soft spot in my heart for that one. But, yeah, otherwise, I think it's great advice. Arts District's very cool. And it's kind of like old school plus new new hip as well. They got like a good mixture there, so definitely check that out, yeah. All right, one other suggestion could be the Hotel Apache, which is at Binion's. It's that little hotel that's on a couple floors there. It's legend to be like haunted. That's a very old historic hotel. I would probably just stay at Circa because... I feel like their hotel rooms have a little bit of a Vegasy vibe, a vintage Vegas vibe, even if they're brand new. So they're they're nice I'm and too, new. I'm fine. That's cheating, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. So to end the night, there's two other things: gold, golden steer, which we've talked about. I think that's a great classic Vegas thing to do. Get the tableside Caesar salad, the uh, bananas Foster dessert that they make tableside, and then go to the Peppermill Fireside Lounge, which I know you love. So yeah, I think this this is a pretty good pretty good advice. Maybe we would tweak it a little bit, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, anything that ends up at Fireside is good. Um, just don't wear a hat in there. They don't like that. I've gotten uh, yelled at for that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Golden Steer is a, a big uh, sad point in our both our histories that we haven't made it there. So we keep saying we're going to. We definitely have to. It looks so awesome. And, and I love tableside service. It really does feel authentic and vintage and old school. You don't get that much. I've, I've been to, like, one or two restaurants around here that does it. And it's such a, a fun experience. For sure. All right, so let's move on to the other TikTok that I wanted to talk about because I really don't agree with this, but it's how casinos steal your money. It's one of those like things, you know, people try to say all the old wives tales about how casinos do things. Some of it's true, some of it isn't, but let's go through the stuff that this uh, TikToker says. First off, the carpets are designed to be hideous and overwhelming. Now, I think that that used to be the case. I feel like they used to use certain colors and things like that, although I feel like casino design has evolved a lot and they've done away with a lot of these types of tropes. Uh, well, except, I, uh, except for the hallways in uh, Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That, that that's to the room. For sure. They, they yeah, want you only casino. looking at the rooms. <laughs> well, that's actually a good example of a casino because it's a very dark, subdued carpet in the actual casino itself, uh, which is very different than what you would have seen with like bright floral patterns and stuff like that back in the day. No light or clocks. 
because uh, they want you to be disoriented. This is another thing that you don't see done as much. Look at Cosmo. It has big windows in the front of its casino uh, where you can see outside. Of course, they don't have clocks. They want you to lose track of time. Uh, that is kind of true, but it's not the way it used to be. And, you know, you can find casinos these days with lights, with uh, bigger doors and uh, ways to see outside. Yeah, one of those, like, no 90-degree turns, which I guess everything's yeah, kind of, of curved, but I don't know how that, like, helps you. Does it make you get lost easier? I don't know. I guess it would be kind of boring if it was just, like, You said you have to make a decision yeah. to make a 90-degree turn, but it's like, aren't you... They, they don't want you to think. I don't I don't know that I, I buy that one. Another one is that they paint the ceilings, you know, those cloud kind of motifs and stuff like that. So you don't know if it's night or day. I don't buy that either because very few casinos have that. A few of them do as part of their thematic presentation, but uh, I don't know about uh, about that. Another one is that the restrooms are like buried deep in the casino in a corner. That's not really the case anymore with the newer casinos. Uh, so yeah, I don't know that I buy most of this stuff, but you know, it's interesting to talk I about. Do, I do buy that they make it hard to like find stuff so that you have to walk around a lot like Bellagio and I hate uh, this happens at a lot of casinos but you walk through and it's a sign like to whatever you're going to this way so you go that way and then the next sign doesn't have it on it and you're like (laughs) okay like they do that like they give it to you every other sign so you have to like okay do I go right and look at that sign do I go left and look at that sign I I hate that that's very annoying I think that's on purpose so yeah I, I think they do try to get you a little mazed up and lost uh, Caesars does a great job of that. Bellagio does a good job, I think. Um, so those are two yeah. ones that I, I get lost in often. Bellagio for sure does have those weird signs where you get to the next one and there's multiple ways to go and, and you don't know and <laughs> unless you really you know really know where you're going. And the last thing he says, huge line to cash out your chips and stuff like that. I don't know that that's the case very much anymore. And they've been trying to go to uh, to you know easier cash in cash out systems. If anything, the way that they're stealing your money with that is going to be with like paperless gaming. And I just got off the carnival ship where everything is you load everything right to your player's card and that's where your bank is. So you just load money back and forth without ever touching a ticket, without touching any cash. That's how they're going to steal your money by making it as convenient as possible to cash out, uh, but never actually get the money. So yeah, maybe they, you know, maybe the cages are sometimes understaffed, but I don't know that that's really uh, something I've noticed too often. Yeah, I think the biggest scam going on right now, and and this was a, a viewer had reached out to me a couple months ago, and I'm just getting around to like writing up something on it. And I had Tim from our Diamond Group do a video. Is you know when you go to those those machines to feed your ticket in from a slot machine, and it's like twenty dollars and fifteen cents, they'll give you the twenty dollars, but they kick out an extra ticket for the fifteen cents. Well, what are most people going to do with that? They're going to throw it away. They either want you to put it back into a machine and add more money to it to to do an, one more spin. Or you're just going to throw it away so they get to keep that money. So I think that's a little bit scammy. If you go to the cashier cage, they'll give you the full change. Or you can go up there with your little 15-cent ticket. But most people aren't going to get in line for that. And I think, you know, they say it's coin shortage or COVID or whatever. (laughs) But I think it's just so that they, you know, uh, did you ever see the movie Office Space? Yeah. You know, where they like... Oh, we're just taking fractions of a penny and it will add up to like millions or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're doing, but at a huge scale and bigger amounts. So you know, tens of millions of dollars they make off of that. I think for sure. I think that's the biggest scam of the casino. Nobody really talks about. Yeah, and that really just started with COVID, with the coin shortage, and the, I think the Nevada should outlaw it, make them pay you out. It's pretty uh, pretty simple to do, but uh, you know, I think that the future is the cashless gaming. So you're going to end up having. Uh, what what we had with the carnival ship where everything is just on your card 
and uh, you're not even dealing with tickets anymore. So, I mean, I think on one end it's good, one end it's bad. We've talked about how it makes it easier to lose money and uh, that's how they're going to do it. But we want everybody to kind of chime in in the comments. Let us know what you think. Are these things true? Are they not true? Did this guy miss anything? Did we miss anything? This is a good discussion topic, I think. So make sure you hit us up in the comments. Biggest scam. <coughs> Biggest scam. 3-0 roulette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. They're going to keep adding zeros. <laughs> That's the biggest scam. All right. So Aria, Mark, uh, they closed their buffet at the beginning of COVID. It has not reopened. They basically had, MGM had basically said it's not going to reopen. Uh, John Ryan is a contributor to our site uh, and also the, at Vegas Teenager on Twitter. Uh, he said that according to a contact, somebody he talked to, it, the buffet area up there, which is on the second story at Aria, is going to turn into a food hall of some sort, maybe Italy-esque, maybe just a food hall, kind of like what we see at Cosmo. Uh, but I don't think that's a big surprise. I think that's probably a good use of the space, although the Aria Buffet used to be a decent deal, especially for locals, so it's kind of a loss. Yeah, I know people love the buffet, but I, I'm guessing buffet is like a loss leader for casinos. And as we've, we've talked about, you know, they're penny-pinching and and a lot of corporation corporate Vegas, and they're kind of going away from... That used to be a way to reward gamblers, and they'd, be, they'd feel like they got value. Hey, at least I got a good meal for a cheap price, even though I lost money. And now they're like, no, we're just going to make money everywhere. So I can see why they would do it and, and shift to that. I mean, if you love buffets you're going to be sad about it but it makes business sense i could see why and and that'll bring more people in because a lot of people don't want to spend money for a buffet because they just don't eat enough so yeah and you know those food halls are high end they're they're not cheap resource world is show that they could be successful with their asian themed mostly asian themed uh cosmo has sort of a a mixture of stuff Ely is there you know there's other concepts out there like there's one in new york city i went to a couple years ago that's all spanish food so there's all kinds of different things that uh, they could do with that space. Food halls are in. Not a surprise. I think it'll fit really well there. It's done really well at Cosmo. Uh, so we'll see more details. Hopefully, again, that's just a rumor, but, uh, you know, John Ryan, he knows his stuff. So uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll look out for more news on that. Now, speaking of uh, Resorts World, David Blaine, the very famous uh, magician. I know this had been rumored for a while, but he signed and he's going to do a residency at the Resorts World Theater. I think this is the first time he's ever done a residency. Um, it's going to be beginning on September 30th, and their tickets are already on sale as of now. Uh, September 30th, October 1st are the first two shows. October 28th and 29th are the next two shows. December 16th and 17th are the fifth and sixth shows. Those are the six shows that they've announced so far. He says uh, the room is so intimate. I don't know how a 5,000-seat theater could be intimate, but he's excited to do it. David Blaine, I remember watching him do card tricks on Conan back in the 90s. Really liked him then. Then he did all those weird sort of tricks on TV that I didn't care for as much. But I wonder, he'd probably be pretty cool to see live. He used to levitate, all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's a good show. I, I keep doing the quotations for residency because that's, you know, everybody likes to say like <laughs> six shows is a residency. Maybe six shows in a week is what I call residency. But uh, no, I think it, that's a good one to have. And it's kind of cool that he's never done anything like this before in Vegas or anywhere that I know of. He does a lot of street stuff and, and for TV. So this will be interesting. I, I think it will be really popular because, you know, you've never seen this before. Uh, from him so and and he does some i'm sure he'll have some amazing tricks and everything i definitely would go to it i'd be uh all for it yeah so tickets are on sale i hope they sell well i would imagine they will but uh hope they don't yeah, do we'll, chris we'll... angel <laughs> <laughs> you say that for everything <laughs> 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 all right last story 
save the volcano. We know Hard Rock is closing in on their purchase of Mirage, and uh, we don't know the exact time frame on when the volcano is going to go or when heavy construction is going to happen or any of that. But we do know the volcano is going away sooner rather than later. And uh, somebody has created a petition to save the volcano. It got over 5,000 signatures. Uh, somebody interviewed in this Fox 5 story, Alden Gillespie, you know, says he remembers going as a child 20 years ago. And he was quoted as saying, you see this awesome, wonderful thing in front of you and you wonder, wow, how could this be real? But it's not real. It's a mirage, Mark. And it's going away. But if anybody out there wants to try to save it, they can, uh, they can sign the petition. Yeah, maybe it would fit in the boneyard at the Neon Museum. That'd be pretty cool. I, I'd go back for that. <laughs> or like F1 with that land they bought. They can just plop it in the middle and park the cars around it. There you go. You F1 would be like love, beloved forever. I, I don't think it will get saved, but it'd be kind of cool if somebody finds a way, way to repurpose it somewhere or move it. I'm sure that would probably cost way too much money, but it doesn't hurt to sign up if you are if you want to try to save it. Yeah, I figured there's a lot of people out there who might want to, but those petitions don't usually work. And Vegas is really about reinventing itself. You know, everybody hated it when they tore down all those buildings in the 90s, but we got bigger, better ones, and that's the truth. And uh, the new Hard Rock, uh, that new tower looks pretty cool. So uh, I have mixed feelings about it. I do wish the volcano would be saved, but it is going away soon. So just another reminder for everybody out there, sign the petition if you want, but go see the volcano before it goes away and uh, goes into yesterday. So I think that's going to do it for this week. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the channel, smash the thumbs up button. Let us uh, know what you think about any of these topics in the comments. Lots to discuss, whether it is a vintage Vegas. How would you do that? Uh, you know, of course, uh, the way that the casinos steal money, that $160 plus thousand dollar bill at EDC, the nasty pool at Cosmo. Let us know what you think about any of these topics. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. See you next week. <laughs>